0: To a Texan's View of the World with your host, Jeb Bashaw. Sure. Good afternoon, and this is my podcast, A Texan's View of the World. Saturday, September 12th was my 58th trip around the Gregorian calendar, and so it got me to thinking about birthdays in general. I had a great birthday this year. I was surrounded by loved ones and friends, received gifts and calls, and it's just a great time of year. Everyone has a birthday. Of course, it's the day you left your mother's womb and became your own person. It's a special day. And on the day you were born, there's so much excitement. Everyone loves a baby. All babies are universally cute. They're like puppies. Everyone loves babies, and everyone loves puppies. For me, life started in a Catholic hospital in Houston named after Jesus' earthly father, St. Joseph. In those days, the hospital was run by and staffed by nuns. I was born in September, which probably tells you what my parents were doing on the previous New Year's Eve. Of course, I was not an easy conception. My mother would say I was an easy child, but my parents tried for 13 years before I was conceived. It wasn't for lack of effort. I, of course, always suggested they wanted to get it perfect. As a result... All my cousins were older. In fact, my closest cousin was five years my senior. My oldest cousin, almost 14 years my senior. Needless to say, I was played with, but did not play with, my cousins. It's hard to believe my parents were considered older parents. They were only 35. But in 1962, that was the equivalent of being an old maid or an old couple. And today, at 58 and 72... It's not weird to be hanging out with my cousins. In fact, we have a lot more in common than we were when we were 13 years old and say I was 1 years old. My earliest birthday party I remember was my 5th. We were living in Leesville, Louisiana because my father was stationed at Fort Polk, Louisiana. We lived at 2021 Columbus Circle, back when Columbus was still politically correct. Interestingly, I was sick on my own birthday. My mom was a working mom outside of the home, and as a result, she didn't want to reschedule my birthday party. So while I stayed in my room, my brother, my younger brother, ran my birthday party. What fun. He opened all my presents and cut the cake with my friends. As I think about it today, it seems mildly unfair, but as my mother would say, the show must go on. At the end of the party, my parents rolled a brand new Huffy bicycle complete with a leopard-colored banana seat, into my room. It was the best present I ever received. I still remember that bike like it was yesterday. I remember putting playing cards in the spokes. It was awesome. Life was definitely simpler then. Because I was sick on my planned birthday date, we did it so the kids could come after school, we actually had a family party for me at Susie's. Susie's was a restaurant-slash-club in Leesville that my parents loved. Remember, this was before liquor by the drink, so everyone was a member of a club. Because I was born relatively late in their marriage, it wasn't uncommon for my parents to take me to clubs with their friends. My dad would dress me up in a coat and tie, and I would quietly sip Shirley Temples while the grown-ups talked. My parents had lots of friends, and I was their little mascot. Birthdays were always a big deal to my mom. She wasn't a great planner, but she loved to do it. In fact, the first call I got every year for my birthday, even as an adult, was from my mom. Happy birthday, lovebug, she would say. I miss those calls today. When mom died, it was the first of first. When someone close to you dies, you have a series of firsts. The first Thanksgiving without them, the first Christmas, and for me, My mom died in August, so shortly thereafter was my first birthday without my mom. In fact, today I still have her phone number in my mobile phone. Talking about first. That would be an interesting first if she were to call me, and perhaps a bit scary. As I grew older, my mom gave me a succession of surprise parties. Because they were so regular, it seemed the only surprise people were the other guests. Heck, I knew it was coming. I tried to act surprised, but my acting skills weren't always up to par. But I love my mom for the effort. Part of the surprise party was the cake. I have been eating German chocolate cake for 57 years. I'm not sure where it started. In fact, I'm not sure if I ever expressed any interest in German chocolate cake. My suspicion is that everybody else, like maybe my mom or dad or grandfather liked it, and so I became the German chocolate cake aficionado in our family. I still like it, but it's the only time of year I ever eat it. In fact, I don't think I've ever been to another birthday party where they serve German chocolate cake. Oh, well. Presents are always interesting. Needless to say, a young man has different interests. I remember that first bike. I remember board games and kites. I remember Montblanc pens and briefcases. I even remember getting a car. Presents are always fun, and the best kind are the ones that you never see coming. Friends are another important component. I can't ever imagine celebrating a birthday alone, and I never have. I was once asked what I thought heaven would be like. There's a common theme that people, quote, see their lives flash before their eyes. For me, it was a takeoff on that. My heaven would be that I'm on a fun ride and I see all all the people that have been important to me in my life. And that's how I plan my own guest list. The older I get, the more important that list becomes. Needless to say, the list changed. They started with my parents and grandparents. Then they became my classmates and friends. Then they became my high school friends, who I still celebrate with as often as I can. Then come your married friends, and then you have kids, and they come to your party. One of my favorite parties was my 40th birthday party in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I flew 18 couples out to stay for the weekend. It was wonderful. Sadly, it was the first year after 9 so traveling was both a little scary due to a heightened security and, of course, a solemn time of year. It was a fun time had by all, however, and on the second night, my son, who knew my own dad had died at 42 years of age, came up to me and said, Hey, Dad, it looks like you've only got two good years left. My son and I love to gig one another to this day. Just ask him about the bowling ball joke. My son was only 11 when he said that, but he's always been wise beyond his years and a little bit of a smartass. I looked at him as he was smiling and winked and said, What makes you think the first 40 were any good? Your friends continue to change your morph. Then you become your kids' kids' friends your country club friends, your work friends, and now I'm at a point that this is even more special. I jokingly call it the Survivors Club. Don't get me wrong. All the friends I described are friends, but life moves on. Your kids get older. They get their own friends. You move jobs or change houses or get new interests. Each of these friends along the way have been very, very important. From the neighborhood friends, from growing up on Birch Street, to my friends in the service organizations, to my wife's friends' husbands, who are now my friends. It's truly a tapestry of love, as it was described by a dear friend recently. In my 57 years, I've sadly buried a few friends. My friend John Harrison, who was probably the smartest person I ever knew, people I've worked with and served with, people who I've laughed with and cried with. I have enjoyed a remarkable life and look forward to many, many more birthdays. Each of these people are remembered at my birthday in the silence of my heart. I remember my dad and my mom and my surrogate dad and my grandparents. I like to give parties too. Some of my best memories are giving surprise parties for my wife. She always acts surprised. I asked her one time and she confirmed I have actually always surprised her. My beloved wife is one of those people who don't like the spotlight. She's a giver with a servant's heart. She always laughs at how excited I get. Of course, at my age, I'm excited about every single day. Birthdays are like seasons. We are born in the spring like new colts. We mature in the heat of the summer. We gain wisdom in the fall, and we benefit from our experience, and then we die in the winter of our lives. It's a cycle that repeats itself. At least that's what we hope happens. Obviously, some lives are cut short like my cousin Scott at 19, or my friend John at 50, or my friend Barry at 60. None of us have a guaranteed expiration date like milk. In fact, some of us tend to last longer than our expiration date. I remember my daughter's first birthday. We worked hard to make it perfect. We had a handmade cake in the shape of a ladybug. I bet we had 40 people at that birthday party. I remember it because of all the love that people put into it, all for a one-year-old. I'm sure she doesn't remember it as no one-year-old would, but through the miracle of technology, I was able to convert the film of that party to a computer drive, and now it's saved in perpetuity. It's funny, although that seems like forever ago, it also seems like yesterday. My little girl will be 31 years old next week. Some people have what I call bad birthdays. Bad birthdays are any birthday between December 20th and New Year's Eve. They are bad because they are crowded into all the other holidays at that time of year. If you have cheap friends and family members, they'll try to give you what's known as a two-for-gift. They say, hey, I spent a little extra, but it counts for your birthday and Christmas. No, really? Is that how you're going to play it? What if you said to them, I was going to give you a nicer gift, but I remembered what I spent on you at Christmas. I don't think they'd think that's as funny as they do when they give you a twofer. My son would refer to that as reverse jonesing. He has a December 20th birthday. Knowing this was unfortunate, we probably went too far in overcompensating when he was a child. We always made sure to have a great party before school let out for Christmas vacation. As he got older, we would take his friends duck hunting or riding in a Willie Nelson style bus or doing something fun of course i always planned those parties and of course six months later he would always demand what's known as a half party a half birthday party sometime in june and i dutifully provided that as well i love parties for friends and family last year for my son's birthday we flew to new jersey on his birthday to go duck hunting with his best friend alex Let's just say that a 27-year-old isn't as much fun to wake up on his birthday when he spent the previous night with his friends. He wouldn't even wear the birthday hat I bought him on the plane. What a spoiled sport. Birthdays also mark milestones. I remember turning and being double digits, like Tom Hanks in the movie Big. I wanted to be big. In the Jewish faith, turning 13 is a time for a bar mitzvah, or a bat mitzvah. As young teens turning 16... It's the time to get a driver's license. At age 18, we can vote or join the Army. At 21, we can drink alcohol or buy tobacco products. After that, it's a long wait. Turning 30 or 40 or 50 are just numbers. No big deal. 59 and a half is when things get serious. You can take money of your IRA when you turn 59 and a half, and only the government could come up with that. And, of course, you don't get Medicare or Social Security until age 65. Did you ever wonder how they came up with 65 as a retirement age? It's actually a pretty good story. You know, prior to that, nobody actually ever retired. You just kept working until you dropped, whether you were in the field or the factory. But the Social Security Act was passed in 1934 as America was trying to come out of a depression. It was an opportunity to maybe take some older folks out of the workforce And provide jobs for younger folks. And like all government programs, it was poorly planned and quickly implemented. If you want to know what that would be like in today's world, think about the COVID payments of $600 per week for unemployment. The Social Security Act was one of the great government Ponzi schemes of all times. Here's how it works. We will withhold money from everyone's paycheck to create a safety net. I'm doing air quotes with my fingers safety net. Then we'll pay it out to people when they reach age 65. Well, guess what the life expectancy was for all Americans in 1934? You guessed it, 64 years of age. So the government was going to tax everyone and then only pay out to half the people. Genius. That worked right up until one, people started retiring. Remember, no one retired prior to this. You just worked till you dropped. Retirement was a made up term. Then, because of medical advances, people started to live longer. Then, because women could work, people were having less children. Do you see why Social Security is a mess? Oh, yeah. Then Congress started using the funds for something else. I can't remember what it was, and neither can they. But as always, I digress. So, aging is a good thing. I think it's better than the alternative. We all seem to know someone who is living longer. Recently, I had the good fortune to attend a drive-by COVID-caused birthday party for one of my 100-year-old friends. Another friend just turned 95, and another just turned 93. As my mom used to say, only the good die young. But these are the three of the finest people I know, so there must be some exceptions. In fact, I'll never forget my mom's last birthday. It was her 80th birthday. All she wanted that day was Luling's barbecue and a piece of chocolate cake. It's amazing how the older we get, we go from bicycles to just a simple meal in a short 75 years. Finally, in this year of COVID-19, political unrest, election year, I've taken an extra hard look at life. I am ever more grateful for all the good things that have happened to me. I am all the more excited about the future. Birthdays like Christmas only come around once a year, but have you noticed how nice everyone is on those days? Maybe that's my birthday wish. I think about how we came back together after 9 People in the streets, hugging neighbors, black and white, brown and whatever, gay and straight, all joined together for a common cause. Not a common enemy, but a common cause. Maybe we should all remember that. You know, a lot of the young people riding today don't remember those days, and they haven't been taught about sacrifice or mutual appreciation for different ideas. Maybe that's another gift I like for my birthday, peace on earth. So my friends, my birthday is another reminder that Father Time keeps rolling forward. As I reflect on my many blessings, they include the friends who faithfully listen to this podcast. And as always, remember that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, And today is a gift from God, which is why we call it the present. This is Jeb Bashaw, and this is A Texan's View of the World.